Hello and welcome to the Global Venturing Review podcast. My name is Thierry Hillis. I am the editor of Global University Venturing. And as always, I'll bring you the news from global corporate venturing and global impact venturing as well. And this week it is just me as Jim is busy taking care of other business. And what a week he is missing. Starting with SpaceX, which has been one of the most fervent fundraisers among the private companies in recent years. And it shows no sign of stopping. A securities filing indicates the spacecraft manufacturer and launch services provider has secured $1.9 billion from undisclosed investors, with recent media reports putting the valuation of the round at $46 billion. Its earlier backers, of course, include Google, which invested $900 million at a $12 billion valuation just five years ago, and that valuation looks set to keep on rising for now. When it came to funds, consumer electronics manufacturer Conquer Group has teamed up with the Chinese city of Yancheng to put together an industry fund that will begin investing from a base of about $435 million. Fund will be sized at up to $1.4 billion and Conquer is providing 40% of the capital. Its areas of interest include AI, semiconductors, the Internet of Things, new machinery and advanced materials. Airbnb has announced it has confidentially filed for its long-awaited initial public offering. People were talking about an Airbnb flotation before the last downturn in the RPO markets in 2018. The rebound last year wasn't enough to tempt it, but now, while they're rallying for tech stocks, seems to be the right time despite a coronavirus-related hit to Airbnb's business that saw it lay off 25% of its staff in May. The Capital G-backed company had been valued at $26 billion, down from $31 billion when it raised $1 billion in debt and equity in April. When it came to crossover stories, it's been a bit slow. We finally hit that summer lull on global university venturing. But there are still some big stories, most notably Mission Bio, a US-based DNA analysis technology spin-out of University of California, San Francisco, which has raised $70 million in a Series C round led by Novo's Novo Growth Unit. Agilent Ventures, the corporate venturing arm of lab equipment and diagnostic services provider Agilent Technologies, also took part in the round, as did Cota Capital, Mayfield Fund and Solius Capital. The round took the company's total funding to more than $120 million, it said, and Robert Genshev, head of Novo Growth, has joined its board. Founded six years ago, Mission Bio has created a system called Tapestry, which enables researchers and medical professionals to analyse single-cell RNA sequencing data to help develop precision medicines. Binot leverages genomics technology from UCSF's Abate Lab. Looking at some smaller deals, and smaller deals is a relative term, e-commerce group JD.com's pharmaceutical product and medical services spin-off, JD Health raised a billion dollars at a $6.9 billion valuation last year, and now it's agreed to add Series B funding from investment manager Hillhouse Capital. The deal is set to be finalised next month, and JD Health expects to get upward of $830 million from Hillhouse, an investor in its parent company, since its 2012 Series C round. Now, last week we talked about reports that Chinese online medical insurance and crowdfunding service Waterdrop had raised $200 million at a $2 billion valuation, but a subsequent announcement placed the round at $230 million. Tencent and Swiss Re co-led the round, which sources told Reuters valued Waterdrop at just short of $2 billion. Swiss Re has been relatively quiet in the corporate venturing space in recent years, 
but reportedly put up $100 million of the capital in this round. Online share trading has made a big jump as stock markets rally and Robinhood is getting a lot of business in the US market. It's accordingly increased its valuation from $8.3 billion to $11.2 billion in the space of just four weeks. Its latest move being to raise $200 million in a Series G round from investment firm D1 Capital Partners. It's now secured a total of $1.7 billion and its earlier investors include Rock Nation's Arrive subsidiary as well as Alphabet Unit's GV and Capital G. Palfish is one of several Chinese online education providers to have experienced growth during COVID-19 lockdowns and it's raised $120 million in a Series C round that included quantitative trading firm Susquehanna International Group. The company specialises in English tutoring and claims to have some 40 million users. It'll put the funding towards improving its big data technology. BlockFi has been one of the more frequent fundraisers in the startup space, having closed five rounds in just over two years as it expands its range of digital currency services. The latest is a 50 million Series C round that included subsidiaries of CM Group and Siam Commercial Bank. The company has now secured more than $160 million and its earlier backers include Consensus, SIG, Recruit and SoFi. And there are several VC-backed companies operating under the moniker of Element, but the latest to raise money is the Germany-based bespoke insurance software provider, which has added funding from investors including Sony Financial Ventures and SBI Investment to a Series A round that now stands at $46.5 million. The earlier tranches featured Signal Iduna and Mitsui Sumitomo Insurance. Moving on to funds, MDI Ventures, the corporate venturing arm of Indonesian state-owned telecoms firm Telkom Indonesia, has closed $500 million fund entirely financed by the company. It'll invest between 5 million and 30 million in domestic digital technology developers that'll get access to a range of government-owned corporations, which in turn will be able to leverage the technology required to form a digital ecosystem in the country. Russian conglomerate Systema may not be the most active participant in the corporate venturing space, but it does have one of the largest ranges of investment, having closed a series of funds focusing on different regions and sectors. Its Systema Asia Capital subsidiary closed a $120 million India fund in 2015 and is in the midst of raising the same amount for a vehicle concentrating on Southeast Asia. Areas of interest include cybersecurity, computer vision, smart cities, urban mobility and IoT. And moving on to exits. Pharmaceutical companies Juno Therapeutics, itself a spin-out of Fred Hutchinson Cancer Research Center, Seattle Children's Research Institute and Memorial Sloan Kettering Cancer Center, and Wushi Aptek, co-founded cancer immunotherapy developer JW Therapeutics in 2016 with Wushi Aptek. And now JW has filed for initial public offering in Hong Kong. Recent reports suggested JW would target $250 million to $300 million in the IPO, having already raised more than $200 million in venture funding. Juno retains a 26% stake in the company, while Wushi Aptak owns about 14% of the shares. Biologic drug developer Inhibirex has gone public, raising $119 million, having floated at the middle of its range. Inhibarex had received some $135 million in equity and debt financing from investors including Eli Lilly and Wushi Biologics, and its share price followed recent trends by rising post-IPO. It's been a bumper time for newly public companies of late, of course. The question is how much of a bubble this represents and whether latecomers to the party could end up missing out. 
And NanoX Imaging is working on a medical imaging system intended to function as a more affordable alternative to X-ray machines. And the Israeli company has set terms for an IPO in the US that will raise almost $106 million if it flows at the top of its range. A big impetus is that existing investors, including corporates Foxconn, SK Telecom and IA Financial, have expressed interest in buying up to $80 million of shares in the offering, which is a more than decent vote of confidence. And moving on to people, less of a vote of confidence, GV, a corporate venturing subsidiary of US-based internet and technology conglomerate Alphabet, has laid off seven members of its investor operations team. The unit's investor operations activities focus on adding value for portfolio companies through expertise in areas outside capital, such as research, design or human resources. The cuts equate to 8% of GV's overall staff. And Professor Hans Wigsell, chairman of Karolinska Development, the investment firm set up by Karolinska Institute, resigned on Thursday for personal reasons. Board of Directors has launched a search for a successor. Wigsell had held the position of chairman twice since he joined the board in 2006. His first stint lasted from 2006 to 2013, before he returned to the role in 2018. His many accolades include serving as chief scientific advisor to the Prime Minister of Sweden, and being chairman of the Nobel Prize Committee. And that is it for this week's edition of the Global Venturing Review podcast. As always, if you have any feedback, feel free to email me. You can reach me at tehelis at globaluniversityventuring.com. That is T-H-E-L-E-S at globaluniversityventuring.com. You can also leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, And don't forget to recommend us to your friends and colleagues if you feel so inclined. If this is your first episode listening, do hit that subscribe button. We also got a leadership series every Wednesday where we talk to thought leaders from the corporate and university venturing worlds. With that, all that's left for me to do is wish you a productive week and we will be back with you again next Monday. Goodbye. Global Venturing Review was produced by In-Ear Production. You can find out more by going to inearproduction.com.